0: Three, two, what the fuck?
1: The Lynch Mob are your first ever SHW tag team champions.
0: You're kidding me. Logan Creed is in the action building. Unbelievable! I can't believe what we saw here tonight, folks. I mean, this is insane.
1: And now, the voices of Southern Honor Wrestling, Brandon Benefield and Gerard Bonner.
0: What is going on everybody? This is episode two of SHW This Is Our Wrestling, a podcast dedicated to Southern Honor Wrestling. We are the voices of SHW, Brandon Benefield, a.k.a. B-Double, if you will, alongside my broadcast partner, Gb Gerard Bonner, my man. What's going on? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great,
1: man. I feel like we got some pretty good feedback from the first episode. I think we did as well. Uh, I think it went very well. And uh, loving hearing the response from our SHW fans and faithful. And uh, I think the, the consensus is the same. Everybody can't wait to get back. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, everybody can't wait to get together again. And so we are leading the pack. And knowing that our fearless leader, Gary Lamb, could pull the trigger at any moment, uh, who knows? We could we could be back in June. Like I, I shouldn't throw dates out there, but <laughs> anything's possible is my point.
0: You never know. Just like uh, Southern Honor Wrestling shows, you never know who's going to show up. You never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. With Gary Lamb, it's unpredictable. We, we don't know uh, when we might be back. So, uh, and, yeah. and like I said last week, whether we're back with a crowd, whether we're back doing a, an empty arena show, like, I mm-hmm. honestly just don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm just excited to get back regardless one way or absolutely. another so absolutely uh, I, I like you, you're rocking the New Japan shirt there well
1: thank you I thought I'd represent LIJ you know New Japan right now isn't doing any shows either yep. so could uh, I I'd show them some love but at the same time you've got the show of our great ring announcer Diana you got a t-shirt of our uh, great ring announcer Diana Michelle on that's right man. I miss very much by the way
0: I know I miss Diana Michelle our that's lovely our, our lovely amazing ring announcer yeah. Which, by the way, you can hit her up on uh, social media, either Facebook or, uh, I guess, Instagram or Twitter as well. And mm-hmm. she'll hook you up with one of these these Diana Michelle t-shirts. Yeah. And, and that, that reminds me, uh, you mentioned how New Japan aren't running any shows. Of course, SHW, mm-hmm. or really any indie promotions, for that matter, are not running shows right now. And right. so uh, I, I wanted to go out, and we talked about this, like, you got to still try to support your favorite indie wrestlers, you know? And Absolutely. they're not working week to week and and making those paychecks at these shows and so we definitely want to do everything we can to uh reach out to them on Facebook or check out their pro wrestling tees Mm -hmm. and try to buy some of that merch and put a little cash in their pocket man because you know they they entertain us all the time and we love watching those guys and girls and so definitely want to do whatever we can do to help them out in fact here's some that I know of that I have
1: Awesome. And wh- while you're getting that, it's awfully funny because as wrestling fans, we often ask ourselves, how can we support our favorite wrestlers, yeah. you know, particularly when you don't get the chance to watch them every week or what have you? Well, certainly buying their merch is an amazing way to do it. B-Dub, who do you have over there? Ah, I recognize that one.
0: The killer weight, which by the way, you know how last week we mentioned we were going to start having guests on the show? Yeah. We're going to be talking to the killer here in just a few minutes, so stick Pretty around for that. That. Yeah, for that. But yeah, definitely. Definitely want to hit him up on social media. Get some—he's got a couple of shirt options and some other merch. Definitely check mm-hmm.
1: that out. You got, awesome! Uh, you got a whole stash over there. Uh huh. AC uh-huh. Mac, the loudest a mouth C in the Mac. south. Hush, hush. <laughs> the heathen. Uh huh. And the heatheness. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they would both appreciate the purchase of that shirt. Oh yeah, definitely
0: got to hit them up. And then, uh, like I said. Uh, so these are several guys that, and girls that are on uh, social media. You just hit them up directly, yeah. and they'll hook you up with a shirt. You guys work that out. But also on pro wrestling tees, that's become a big thing now, especially yes. in this downtime of no shows. A lot more uh, wrestlers are going and, and creating pro wrestling tees stores. Yes. So, uh, speaking of pro wrestling tees, and not just wrestlers in general, but SHW has a store there, which if you have yes. already, definitely go get some SHW t-shirts there. And also the, the gray shirt that says whole nother level mm-hmm. that's on there as well. So yeah, also on pro wrestling tees, the real mean girl, Danny J just got a store put up there. So
1: yeah. And In this fact, week she's on AEW dark this week. Yeah. So that's kind of dope. It's
0: killer, man. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome to see her on there taking on the, uh, the resident alien. Uh, ah, Chris <laughs> yeah. Chris yeah. Statlander. Yep. Yeah. And uh, real quick, just to give you guys a list of people that I know of that are from SHW either currently on the roster or were formerly on the roster that are on pro wrestling tees, you got Danny J, you got uh, the Prince of Petty, Ashton Starr, the Lynch Mob, Sunny Days, Owen Knight, uh, you got Lindsey Snow, Shug yeah. D, uh, Lee Johnson, Sean Dean, William Huckabee, wow. Gunner Miller, Heidi Katrina, O'Shea Edwards, Kyle Matthews, uh, Caleb Conley the ugly ducklings i mean those are just a handful of (laughs) names have either come through shw or are currently on the roster still and uh, you definitely want to help them out and uh, buy some merch from those guys so with all that said speaking of who i mentioned a little while ago the killerweight joe black we talked to him a little while ago and uh let's check that out right now
1: SHW fans what's going on listen we are super excited about today's special guest for our podcast SHW this is our wrestling he's one of our favorites he's known as the killer weight he has been crushing through all things SHW and he's hanging out with us today ladies and and gentlemen welcome our friend Joe Black what's going on man what's going on guys how you doing out there Man, we are fantastic. So first things first, you know, everybody's kind of in quarantine mode. We're sheltering in place. How have you been faring with this situation? Because for some of us, it can drive us crazy. And I know you do a lot of gym videos and things like that. How's this thing been working for you?
2: Um, Honestly, I thought I was of the thought that I was going to lose my mind because I'm very active uh yeah. i actually have been enjoying just the time to relax i've been playing a lot of video games Um uh i haven't missed any gym time uh, okay found a way around that nice. um
1: but yes
2: I, I i i've been doing pretty good
1: awesome 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 so i now i hate to bring his name up but i have to william huckabee and the only reason i'm bringing his name up is because of what he said on social media which made me think he said during this period He's watched about three hours of wrestling, period. So he's kind of unplugged from all things wrestling. Have you done the same or have you stayed connected with the wrestling world? What, what have you done relative to the wrestling world?
2: If Huck has watched three hours of wrestling, I've probably watched a total of an hour. Wow. wow. That's, and that was probably the Dark Side of the Ring episode with Benoit. And okay, I, yeah. That's been about it. Wow. I have unplugged insofar as I've been doing this consistently for eleven and a half years. Sure. And at first I, I like I said I didn't know how I was gonna deal with this because last yeah. year when I got injured, I felt stir crazy cabin fever set in. So I need wrestling, but there were still shows. Right. I just couldn't actively participate. But yeah, uh I've just I've been I've been working, collecting pops, playing video yeah. games. But I haven't even really it hasn't hit me that I haven't wrestled and a month and a half, two months. I haven't, I've lost track of the time. I don't even know how long it's been. Um, so, so yeah, i I've completely unplugged. How wow. are
0: you, how are you feeling physically? Because I imagine all this time off, like an unexpected amount of time off where you're just kind of able to heal up uh, with, you know, months and months and years and years of bruises and aches and pains that you're finally just able to slow down. And uh, how, how are you feeling physically?
2: I feel amazing. Wow. And it's almost scary. Wow. I don't know how to do it myself, like, no soreness. I'm not getting up in the morning and hearing a cacophony of bones cracking, like, right. what's going on? What is is this really me? Like, yeah. It's,
1: it's dope. I can't complain about it. Wow. This, this, this has brought a very interesting narrative to me because for me, I would think, okay, pro wrestlers not getting to wrestle would drive them stir crazy. But the flip side is, it seems like uh, a break has been kind of necessary for the pro wrestling family, which is intriguing. So I've got to ask you something that I've always wanted to ask you. You know, I call you the promo king because I've watched you do these promos and I sit in pure amazement. I'm like, how does he think of this stuff? How does he do it so effortlessly? For you, what is the thing or how is it that you are able to build promos the way that you do? Because when you do it, it's, it's perfect.
2: Um, I used to do a lot of drama as a kid, a lot of theater. Ah, okay. Um, I read a lot of Shakespeare, a mm. lot of Shakespeare. Um, I don't know, I used to freestyle as a kid. I was having in hip hop, okay. and I mean, if anyone knows anything about hip hop, it derived from a game called The Dozens. Yes, you come off the top of your head, and you think as quickly as you can to diss your opponent. Yes. And being a student of that, I didn't think it would actually be able to be implemented in my wrestling, but. As a proponent of hip-hop music, it's easy for me. Um, Also, when you know who you are, and you Mm -hmm. connect with yourself on a spiritual level, it's almost effort. Like you said, it is effortless. Um, All I need is a bullet point. Wow. And that's it. I kind of, it's like Jay-Z, because I don't know if I believe the narrative that Jay-Z has not written anything, but I don't try to think too hard on my promo. I definitely don't write it down. It's just, I get in the moment and I just kind of, fire off the top of the head good grief good that's grief. awesome man well you know we uh
0: we had you on the mean street podcast It's got of been a year ago maybe a little longer than that but for the fans that uh, didn't hear that or fans that aren't as familiar with you as some take us back a little ways you know we talked about your uh, love of hip-hop back in the day and that's kind of how your uh, inspirations for promos came about but just getting into wrestling in the beginning like uh how young were you when you first found out about it, first started watching it? And kind of what were your inspirations coming along that made you thought or that made you think, this is something I could do?
2: Uh, I believe I was five years old and the first match I can recall was Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. And wow. was, I think it was Survivor Series 91. Yes. Um, whenever, yeah, when uh, Taker beat Hogan mm-hmm. and As a kid, for some reason, when you see all these gargantuan guys and then you see The Undertaker, it's a divide there. And for a person that thinks like me, that reads a lot of Edgar Allan Poe, that's into the sort of macabre style things, that aesthetic, it stood out to me. Um, And then Macho Man Randy Savage. So Undertaker and Macho Man are my earliest memories of wrestling. So when people ask me to pick a favorite, I always have a hard time between those two. But they created my love for professional wrestling. It wasn't until I watched Eddie Guerrero and Benoit Malenko and the guys of smaller stature that I said, OK, I love it. I can actually do it. So I was around five years old when I first got introduced to wrestling. And I was about 13 when I resolved myself that I can at least give this a try when I'm 18.
1: I was always yeah. the goal. So. Wow. Wow, that's amazing to me. Uh, and so with that, I know it's, it's hard for you to pick a favorite in terms of wrestlers and things like that. But in terms of matches that have influenced you, what are kind of your top three matches that have influenced you? Uh, the, number one would have to be Benoit versus
2: Angle, Royal Rumble 2003, I want to yes. say. Wow. Yes, yes, um, Classic. That match was amazing, but the end of the match, because I was still very young when Benoit got a standing ovation. For some reason, mm-hmm. that moment always transcended professional wrestling as just a, you know, a physical performance art. It was just, yeah. it was something about that moment. Um, another Benoit match in Triple Threat from May year 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so much, you know, that like I said, the match was perfect to me in ring, but yeah. the after of it again, let me know that this is more than just, you know, beating your body into the ground and, you know, the physical aspect. And then, uh, Mania 25, easily, Taker and Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That match, if there was ever a perfect match, that match is it. Taker is consummate professional. Shawn Michaels influenced all guys of my stature. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody from my generation, 2008 up, it's yeah. Shawn Michaels is, is yeah. the guy. So um, the Booker T series with Benoit was amazing. Eddie yeah. and Dean from ECW was amazing. Um, pretty much anything Booker T is amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Two Cold Scorpio and Benoit was amazing. It's just so many things I can pull from. Those are definitely top three. Wow.
0: You talked about Booker T for a second. Uh, is there a history there? Didn't you, did, he, did you train with him for a little bit?
2: Uh, I wrestled for him down to reality of wrestling uh, okay. for about six or seven months. Okay. He saw a match between me and Chip Day. We had me and Chip did his best of five series for mm. PWX back in the day. We did a submission match. Mm. And somebody showed Booker that match and he wanted to bring that match to Texas. Me and Chip, he wanted that in his promotion. Um we couldn't do it, you know, that year and then the next year. I sent an email to Reality of Wrestling. I got brought in. The first person I saw was Booker T. As a kid, I know I would have went bananas. But yeah. as a wrestler, to see the way he constructs matches, to see he's very hands-on. He's
1: mm-hmm. not
2: one of those guys that's just like, okay, these are the match. He's in the locker room. He's showing guys the, car- you know, you know the, the 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 ways to do things that makes the most sense in a story mm-hmm. fashion. He's there for promos. So he's very hands on. So the six months I worked with Booker, that's 10 years worth of experience by so itself. Wow. Been, wow. What, a learning,
0: what a learning tree to be under, too. I mean, Booker T, two time <laughs> Hall of Famer. That's insane. Five time,
1: five time, two time Hall of Famer. Like, just, yeah, that's insane, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty nuts. I want to ask you this because you've talked about, you mentioned Chris Benoit a few times. You mentioned Dark Side of the Ring, which happens to be one of my favorite documentary series. What was your takeaway? Because I remember watching you on Twitter during the Benoit situation. Um, what was your takeaway from their presentation of the Chris Benoit story? It uh, man, it was intense. It was heavy. Yeah.
2: Because um, this is a guy that, from an in ring standpoint, if you watched me, you know, you could tell that I patterned my style heavily, heavily after Benoit, the same way he patterned himself after Dynamite. Right. Um, Davey Richards, that's a name that mm-hmm. hasn't come up in wrestling. He yeah. Um, it was heavy to see someone that grew up idolizing, and then you realize the reality. Mm-hmm. of the situation and for me it was kind of hard watching that to differentiate the person from the performer because you're looking at these things and you're thinking like how could someone you know how could someone do this to their family yes. and then you remember you know all the great matches that he has and it's hard to mm-hmm. watch those matches the same and just look at him from a strictly okay performer i know it's yes. a person who did this heinous mm-hmm. thing but as a performer and it's been said a lot he's one of the greatest if not some have called him the greatest in-ring performer yeah. of the recent age. Um, the yeah. presentation of that show was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just from the shadowy figures of guys that's supposed to be these people and
1: right. it's just,
2: I don't know. So it was a joy. It, it, I enjoyed watching it, but it was, it was heavy. Yeah, Definitely heavy.
1: yeah I would imagine so.
0: It definitely was a tough watch and uh, you know we talked about this uh, not too long ago actually after it aired and I, I appreciated the fact that you know Jericho I guess is narrating this season of yes. uh, of Dark Side of the Ring so the fact that they had his blessing and Malenko and mm-hmm. you know Vicky Guerrero was on there so they had the, the blessing Chavo and- yeah Chavo they had the blessing of a lot of the closest friends and you know family uh, uh, to put it together and I thought you uh, you know that was the best way to go about it and the way they did it was in like the most respectful way they could do it uh without you know just trying to get ratings uh by by covering such a uh taboo topic but um man what a what a guy and what a interesting show that was and like you said it was just tough to watch because I grew up you know he was my favorite uh up until you know all that happened and then all of a sudden I was like I like I just I couldn't even yeah i couldn't even go back and watch a lot of his stuff and i was at mania 20 uh when he won Mm. the triple threat and what an insane pop and feeling that was especially at the end where eddie came out to join him for the celebration and that so that i know we're going to take a big right turn here yeah but being in that kind of crowd and that kind of environment and feeling that emotion and that pop because that's what pro wrestling is all about is making the fans feel that and and experience that kind of emotion how are you except well of course you said you haven't watched much of it but what would be your take on the current status of pro wrestling they're doing it in front of no crowds what is your thought on the no crowd the empty arena shows
2: i did one um no crowd show it was for pro south okay i will never do that again wow. simply because wrestling without a crowd to me it it just defeats the purpose of what professional wrestling is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of my energy comes from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Uh, As charismatic as I may be, if I don't have energy to feed off of, I feel like why, you know, there's no adrenaline. Why am I even here? Because I can't be Joe Black without a crowd. And I can go out there and I can wrestle and I can throw some hard shots, but there's something about, whether they're jeering me or they're cheering me, whatever, there's just something about the crowd participation that without it, it just, it just kills it for me. And I appreciate AEW and WWE, you know, still Mm -hmm. doing what they they can to entertain the masses. I'm Mm -hmm. glad the guys are still able to go out there and, you know, feed their family. Mm -hmm. Super happy for guys like Sugar Dunkerton, who's getting the, you know, (laughs) these amazing opportunities, Lee Johnson, you know, the captain, Sean Mm Dean, Danny J, Alan Angel. So, I mean, from that perspective, super happy about it. Yeah. Personally,
1: I, it just, for me, it's just, I can't, can't. It's, it's funny that you asked that because my follow up, which was a question I was going to ask, you may kind of answered it already, but I'm thinking about obviously the huge feud that has happened with with you and and Huckabee, sorry for a second Huckabee mentioned, but <laughs> there's, a, there's somewhere I'm going here. Um, as part of this new uh, pandemic age of pro wrestling, the WWE specifically has embraced the cinematic match, or I like to call it the movie match. Um, what are your thoughts on movie matches? And do you see yourself perhaps being involved in something like that? Or are you kind of like, eh, no thank you? Uh, since I'm such a um,
2: cinephile and a thespian of the you know, performance arts, I would love to do something like that. Um, okay. Especially when you got a guy like Dylan, who the, just his, the stuff he's able to create is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I hate to mention his name myself, but Huckabee, you know- uh-huh. me and Three him, Huckabee
1: mentions, yikes.
2: I mean- uh, He might
0: show up, be careful if you say it three might. times, like, like Beetlejuice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely do something like that. The Boneyard match I thought was amazing. I yes. definitely watched that. Yes. Um, didn't get to watch the Firefly Funhouse one day. It was nuts. Flip side scene, yeah, it was unique. Yeah. So I yeah. would definitely try something like that out.
1: Wow. Wow, that's awesome. I want to go back to something you asked earlier and I probably should have asked it then, but my brain is turning. And that is, you mentioned your love for hip hop, following you on social media, it's very clear you have a love for hip hop. Top five hip hop artists. Oh, Oh, I gotta pick five, okay. Five.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna try. Um, Number one, definitely Tupac. That's okay. hands down the dude's passion it's wordplay like he wasn't the most lyrical guy but Uh everything he rapped you can it didn't matter if it was true he believed it yeah and he conveyed that I borrowed a lot of elements from Tupac Shakur and I parlayed them into Joe Black the wrestler um just passion wise number two would be Nas okay um going back to lyrics Nas to me is the greatest MC um of this day and age Ra Kim is the greatest of all time but Nas close second Okay. Uh, number three, I would have to say DMX, mm. slash DMX slash Eminem. I can't really split those two up. Coming okay. coming from the era I came from of hip hop, Eminem's first album was amazing. DMX's second album was just perfect to me. Okay. They both helped me get through a rough patch, yeah. so I put them both in number three. Number four, probably Common. Okay. Uh, for you young bucks, Common <laughs> yeah, right <that's> the guy <laughs> from Chicago that inspired Kanye West mm-hmm. and who actually, he melted Ice Cube, like right? Wow. Ice Cube's a lyrical beast, but Common melted Ice Cube. Wow. Um, number five, 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 five. Hmm, that's hard. I'm have to say Jay-Z. Okay, okay. Um, if you know what an entendre is, Mm-hmm. I, if you don't, I implore you to look it up. If you know what the entendre is and you have any respect for any kind of, you know, poetic standpoint or a lyrical dexterity standpoint, yeah, he had to write a book just to explain his triple, quadruple meanings. Mm-hmm. Like, one, you can listen to it and say, I'm a hustler, I sell water to a whale. And you can say, yeah. okay, he means a whale that lives in the sea, or does he mean a wishing whale? Like, what mm-hmm. is he talking about? When you have to write a book to explain your lyrics, yeah. it's just a whole new level. So.
1: Yeah. Interesting top five. I always wanted to ask that, so now I know. <laughs> <laughs> well There you go. Uh,
0: so let's talk about aspirations from this point moving forward. Uh, we know, obviously, in SHW, and, and again, we've said this on last week's podcast and earlier on this show, we don't know what the future holds as far as when we're going to go back to work. Uh, when we're going to have our next show. If we have our next show, will there be a crowd? Will there not be a crowd? We don't know yet. Um, but I would imagine on the uh, aspirations list for Joe Black would be the SHW title for sure. Um, but outside of SHW, is there anything else? Uh, what are some other big aspirations you have? I mean, we talked about AEW earlier. We talked about WWE earlier. Uh, what's on your, on your list?
2: Uh, Japan. Ah. Mm. Mm. Everything else after that can... That, that you can wait. Uh, Japan has always been number one on my list. Awesome. Because if you can prove yourself in Japan, you're pretty much made. Mm-hmm. If you look at everybody who's great now, who's on top, they had to go through Japan. Yeah. And once they came back, they were completely different animals. It, yeah. It's almost a transformative process. Um, I used to work very closely with Steve Carino, who's done multiple tours of Japan. So I know kind of what to expect from you know, a standpoint of earning your keep, earning the respect in the dojo. Mm -hmm. So it's not even so much as just going there to wrestle. I want to go through the dojo system and I want to earn the respect because that's part of it. If you look at guys like Jericho, Benoit, Malenko, Mm -hmm. uh, Guerrero, they had to go through as great as they were, they still had to prove themselves. And I I want that same proving ground because if I can make it in Japan, I'm unstoppable at that point.
1: I love it. I love it. That's a, So with that said, because, you know, you think of Japan, there are so many incredible wrestlers there now. Dream match out of Japan. Joe Black versus Suzuki. Wow. <laughs> Suzuki.
2: Wow. That's something about that dude is just, <sighs> man, he's, I don't know what it is. His intensity, just the way he is, I borrowed yeah. a lot from wow. Suzuki. A lot. Wow! Definitely. Wow! wow that,
0: that's a Tucker. That's like a dream match now. I never a match it I is. never knew I wanted to see until right, <laughs> right now. Like now, I just I really want to see it. So, uh, <laughs> oh. man, well, we don't want to hang on to you for too long because I know you're a busy man. But real quick before we let you go, we always want to support our uh, indie pals, our SHW pals. I got some Joe Black merch. let's uh, let people know if they want to buy a shirt or anything. Uh, let them know how they could go about getting it from you.
2: Joseph Black Cloud on Facebook, just shoot me a message, Um, Black Cloud JB on IG and on Twitter. Just hop, slide in VMs. I got a very limited few left, but I got a new design being created now, so there will be new shirts. Um, Once these shirts are sold out, they'll never be reprinted. That's it. So if you want one of the last ones, feel free to hit me up.
0: Awesome. Well, you, you kind of already plugged your Facebook and your Twitter and your Instagram and all that just then. So, uh, that was my next question. Plug all your socials, but, uh, anything else you want to say to the fans before we let
2: you go, Joe? We miss you. Yeah. We miss you guys. Um, I didn't realize how much, how indebted I am to the fans until I tried to wrestle without you guys there and it sucks. Um, I can't, I can't wait to feel that energy again, that electricity, and I know everybody says it, and it's kind of par for the course if you're a wrestler. It's cliche. But when wrestling starts back up, there will be a different side. I'm not going to say it's going to be a different Joe Black, because that'll be a lot of work. But there will be a different facet of Joe Black that I can't wait to give you guys. And I also have a gift for you. The very first Southern Honor Show back. I'm not going to tell you what that is. Wow. When we come back, I have a gift for everybody that's going to be in attendance. And wow. that's, that might be a roast of William Huckabee it might not be maybe it's something more tangible that we can all appreciate but i can't wait for it wow
0: now 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 we can't wait man so (laughs) right (laughs) i tell you what joe black ladies and gentlemen the killer weight thank you so much for joining us on episode two of shw this is our wrestling we will hopefully see you really soon buddy thanks thank you guys
1: That was an absolutely amazing interview with the killer weight, the promo king, Joe black. You guys heard it, man. what do you think of that interview?
0: Dude, he is such a cool cat and he is. he's just so laid back. And when you watch him in the ring and you never really like talk to him, like person to person or yeah. kind of behind the scenes or anything, you're not really sure. Like, uh, like I had mentioned before, we had him on MSP, you know, over maybe a year ago, a little less, a little more, something like that. Yeah. And, that was the first time I'd ever actually spoken to him outside of seeing him in the ring at SHW. And he's a scary individual when you watch him perform. And so I had no idea what to expect the first time I talked to him. And So this time I was a little more prepared because I was like, okay, I've actually (laughs) spoken to him outside of the ring before. Um, But what did you think? You you haven't had too much conversation with him.
1: It's funny because, you know, when we would go backstage or what have you, I I always stood in awe of Joe Black. And, uh, you know, I follow him. He's a great guy. And uh, I love this conversation. I love getting to pick his brain. And, I mean, the idea of him and Minoru Suzuki in a (laughs) (laughs) jerk. match. Are you kidding me? Wow. Oh, my gosh. So it was amazing. And listen we're not promoing the next show uh but we probably should but we don't know what it is but here's the reality of it whenever it is joe black's got something for each and every one of you so uh already you know you need to get a ticket to the next shw show uh because joe black's got something for us how,
0: how how was that for a tease i mean right i had no <laughs> idea i had no idea what he was talking about but i was Neither. like either
1: well now <laughs> like, now i can't wait See, And and this is even a a bigger reason why you need to be tuned in all the time to this podcast here because you never know what's going to happen. You never know who our guests are going to be, but you can be certain it's going to be all about Southern Honor Wrestling and good grief. This is a lot of fun.
0: It is so much fun. And and let me just say, before we let you guys go, because we're about to wrap it up here, but uh, I know how last week we mentioned, you know, this is going to be a limited podcast series. We don't really know how many we're going to do. So I got a little antsy because I've been at home. I've been bored. I've been, you know, looking for exciting, creative things to do. So I went ahead and I threw us on, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify, Mm -hmm. uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud. So you can see us there. We also have a yes. YouTube page now. Uh, yes. Look for us SHW Pod. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> we're uh, everywhere at, now. At, uh, at SHW Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, like I said, YouTube. So you can see us on the Facebook yes. and YouTube, and you can hear us on all those other podcast platforms. So uh, we are out there, and you know we'll just keep doing this until uh,
1: until we get tired of it. And I don't think we're gonna get tired of it because this is so much fun, like you said. I'll tell you what, if this episode was any indicator, I think we've got to run ahead of us because uh, we're getting some great, great content, great information. And thanks to you guys, the SHW faithful for continuing to enjoy this. I think you guys enjoyed this conversation with Joe Black. I can't wait to hear your feedback.
0: That's right. Uh, And obviously leave it in the comments, leave comments for us and let us know what you're thinking. Let us know again, like we said last week, uh, if you have other guests, you you think we should try to get on the show uh, Mm -hmm. questions for anybody that uh, might, we might have on the show. So uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh, And I know how last time we said, we don't know when the next one would be. I'll go ahead and say it now we'll probably do it weekly. So yes. uh, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. And GB, uh, as always, hopefully, hopefully you and the family are staying safe and healthy. And uh, I look forward yes. to talking to you again real soon, buddy.
1: Absolutely. We are staying safe. And I hope you guys are as well. Again, a big thank you to everybody, our SHW faithful. Make sure you're joining us again here next week as this is SHW. This is our Russell. Take care, guys.